Hello and welcome to another FruitNet podcast. I'm Tom Joyce, senior reporter of Eurofruit magazine, and this edition comes to you from Rotterdam, which played host to last week's Global Berry Congress. Blueberries are the top performers internationally in recent years, so I started by speaking to Andres Armstrong of the Chilean Blueberry Committee, who remains confident of Chile's future place on the market. Chile is today the first exporter of blueberries uh, in the world. We are the second largest grower besides the U.S., but the U.S. is mainly focusing in their own market. So we have been helping this industry uh, to develop in, in terms of consumption as a key uh, counter-season supply. And uh, we have really built uh, a good image on, on that. And we have been investing consistently in, in our promotion and in our position in the market. So, um, yes, we believe in the future. Every day we are uh, facing new competitors. But um, the way we see it is that there's a market for, for everyone, and this is what we're trying to build, and not only for Chile, but uh, for blueberries in general. I asked him what markets Chilean exporters were most excited about for the future. Chile has been trying to diversify its blueberry markets for the last six years, and uh, we have been working very hard in promoting our uh, blueberries and opening the markets in, in particular countries such as China and, uh, and South Korea. And, uh, and also in Europe, we were mainly a US-focused exporter, and now we have, we have been able to develop these new markets and have a more diversified uh, sales. Markets like Asia, we have been growing very fast, and I think that this season we have seen a comeback from, that, from some companies in terms of um, uh, really selling the fruit that gets there in good condition and, uh, and that our customers are getting happy. So. Dominika Kozarzewska of Polski Jagody in Poland is equally optimistic about the development of the Asian market. I think the Asian market is an extremely promising market for Polish blueberries. Um, the varieties which are uh, good for air freight to Asia and, and which we have been quite successful in selling there uh, are among others Draper, Liberty and Aurora. And we have had very positive feedback from our clients there. They were especially happy with the size and the firmness and the shelf life of the fruit. But they were also uh, quite satisfied with the taste. And we've had together with the partners from there uh, quite substantial success in 2015 in developing the market in, in Southeast Asia. And uh, as I said during my presentation, we think this market, even though it's growing from a low base, is going to grow in a, at a very, very fast pace. So what do consumers actually look for when they're buying blueberries? I would say the most important thing for the end consumer is taste, but to get it to the end consumer, you must have perfect shelf life. Everything is important. Uh, the manner of harvesting, the manner you treat the fruit right after harvest, um, the way you are sorting, grading, packing the fruit, everything is very, very important. And with blueberries, you have to be extremely cautious not to destroy the excellent quality that you have on the bush, which you have put a lot of work to achieve. So 
I would say, both sides, the, the production in the field and the post-harvest treatments are equally important in blueberries. Court Brazelton, a Fall Creek farm and nursery in the US, highlights the importance not just of quality but of affordability. If we want to believe that we're in a healthy product and we're going to make a difference, we have to actually be honest with ourselves rather than hypocrites and say, this is not a product for rich people that want to be healthy. Health is for everyone. And if this is really this healthy product we all believe in, we should be endeavoring just as much to capture a premium and deliver um, you know, a point of difference. We should be doing that. That's important. But we should also be raising the average, the average quality and raising the average ability of the average person to consume the product. How do we do that? We have to continuously improve quality. That has to happen. But part of that quality, if you have firmness and you have these other attributes and you have the right economics and the right physiology and the plant material and the right technology, and we work on that as an industry, as producers, as vendors, as marketers, all that stuff, then we have opportunities to drive costs out while improving quality because there's so much opportunity to do it. If we can drive cost out and we can drive quality up, yes, we can charge a fair price for our product, but we can also look for opportunities to let people who couldn't afford blueberries a few years ago afford to eat them now. And that is how we grow a share of stomach. And we haven't talked about share of stomach in here, but we are competing. Forget produce. We, I don't want to talk about competing with other produce because people need to eat lots of produce. They need to eat fruits. They need to eat vegetables. So what we really need to do is get rid of candy bars. We have to get rid of junk food. And this isn't a blueberry issue. This is a produce issue. We have to make good fruits and vegetables affordable. And blueberries should be a leader in this because our crop, unlike others, has absolutely the potential to really improve economics for the producer and come up with creative ways to deliver it to the customer. This is a time for people to get creative and try to build the business model for the future, thinking about everybody, not just a certain segment of the market. Everybody deserves good fruit. One way to reduce costs is by becoming more efficient. And Ed Merman of Dutch crop protection company Copper Biological Systems believes we should be looking more to nature for solutions. In the various aspects of plant growth, pollination, uh, protection and grow promotion, grow steering, there are natural products that can provide uh, solutions for that. And this all helps to reduce the amount of uh, pesticides needed, both insecticides, parasites and fungicides. It also helps to, to use the water and nutrients in a more efficient way because one of the, uh, the effects of those plant growth promoters particularly is uh, to extend the root system for the berries. Uh, I think one group in particular is important, that's the mites for spider mite control. Spider mite is a cosmopolitan pest, we find it everywhere. And uh, the mites that we have as natural enemies, they can function also basically everywhere. Some uh, strawberry crops suffer from thrips as well. There are uh, other mites in our program that can, uh, can solve that in, instead of chemical pesticides. Quite a new area in, uh, in our product portfolio are the biostimulants. Those are products based on natural components, uh, such as humic acids, seaweed extracts, uh, plant extracts and essential oils that can uh, contribute to better plant growth. Uh, they also, some of the, the, the combination also provides uh, a means of plant steering. So we can steer plants more in generative direction if there is a need to. Uh, they, they can use uh, to be a growth promoter. So to help the plant growth in 
those stressful uh, conditions like drought or salinity or uh, other, other kind of stress factors. And then some of those biostimulants are also of, of living nature, so to say. They contain microorganisms, useful microorganisms such as trichoderma or bacillus uh, or mycorrhiza. And there are a lot more of these kind of organisms that have potential to be used for to benefit plant growth. And these organisms can be used either for uh, disease prevention or they can have a role in growth promotion. Or some have a, have a role in both. Well, I hope you got all of that. That's about it for this edition of the FruitNet podcast. I've been Tom Joyce, and thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to the FruitNet audio edition.